You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's on You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Welcome to the Amy Radio Show. I'm your host, Jason Dowd, and I have got a great show in store for you guys today. We're going to be talking first to Margot White. She is from the Choosy Chick, and now she brings you all natural products that don't have chemical reactions, they don't cause adverse effects, or anything, uh, or even uh, aller- allergenic reactions because they're all natural products and they are highly tested stuff. Now, there is a product out there, it's a lip balm that is causing a lot of problems, and basically it's, it's mildewing underneath the cap, and it's causing some severe reactions and blisters across people's mouths that use it. And we're going to be talking to her about that and her products and why All Natural is better. Then we're going to be talking to Michael Temez. He is the author of Transformational Nutrition. Now, this guy has gone through hell. He has he had sleep apnea. He had advanced gum disease. He was overweight. He lost 100 pounds. He cured his sleep apnea, and he reversed his, his advanced gum disease. And now he's telling you how he did it in his book. It's going to be a great story. It's it's uh, inspirational to know that other people that have been through the same things that you probably have were able to cure it. So that's what we have coming up. And then I'm going to be going into a discussion here in a little bit about something that's very important to me. So I'm going to go to a quick commercial break. We're going to come right back and we're going to go to our first guest. So stay tuned. All right, everybody. I have on the line with me Margot White. She is talking about non-toxic beauty boutiques. And she is from the the choosy chick and um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to her about today was EOS lip balm uh, faces a class action lawsuit because it's causing bleeding and blisters and these are things that can actually happen with our stuff if we don't have good quality natural stuff welcome to the show Margo how are you doing today I'm fine thank you so much for having me you're welcome so this is a this is a growing problem. I mean, there are there are mm-hmm. so many different chemicals and stuff within our uh, everyday stuff. I mean, not, not not just including your your makeups and your and your beauty supplies, but also our food and everything else. What is right. a true non toxic beauty uh, product that what what makes it non toxic and beauty? Well, basically, um, it comes down to the ingredients that are in the product, and in this case of this lip balm. Um, unfortunately, a lot of companies will promote their product as green or natural when, in fact, they do still contain problematic ingredients. So, um, basically, we evaluate the ingredients in the products, and we've sort of come up with our own list of ingredients to avoid, and it can be found on our website. They're called our Big Baddies. And this is a list of over 30 um, problematic ingredients that, um, can range in causing problems such as a skin reaction, um, an allergy, but they can also be linked to hormone disruption and cancer and autoimmune um, disorders. And um, so we really have to become our own advocates and learn about these ingredients in our products. Um, our, our list is quite lengthy. There are things including parabens and um polyethylene glycol, and phthalates. And just like we read food labels, 
Um, we have to look at the products we're putting on our skin, on our families, on our babies, because the skin can readily absorb these ingredients, and they build up and can be problematic. Isn't, uh, isn't that polyurethane gl- uh, glycol, isn't that like a form of uh, gas? Polyethylene uh, glycol, yeah, it's, um, this is actually can be, is used in, to clean industrial equipment. I mean, these are heavy-duty chemicals that um, are, should not be present in a, in a skincare product. So a lot of these ingredients, you know, are, you know, derived from petroleum, um, but it's, it's, you know, a lot of times people just have that feeling, well, if I can't see it and I can't smell it, well, it's not really doing anything in my body when, in fact, it can. And the truth of the matter is nobody really knows you're exposed to X amount of chemicals in your products and then you're exposed to something in the air. And when all of these chemicals react in your body, we don't really have data on, you know, what happens when all of these things combine um, and unfortunately, the FDA does not take um, a responsible role in ensuring consumer safety. There are no laws or FDA regulations required to determine the safety of skincare products and their ingredients. So these cosmetic companies are, um, you know, putting things into their products that have, um, in some cases, no information about their toxicity. So, um, and, you know, you have to be careful of products that claim to be natural and organic. They still contain toxins. So it becomes very confusing for consumers when they're shopping, um, you know, for, for products. And that's one reason why we opened the Choosy Chick, because we, after created and learning about these ingredients and in our products, had a very difficult time finding products in the larger stores that did not contain these ingredients. So, um, so it's a problem. I think people overlook the fact that the uh, skin is actually one of the biggest organs that we have. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it does yeah. absorb everything. I mean, even though we don't think it does because it's so durable, it mm-hmm. actually does. It does. It does. And, um, you know, we do. I think some people just think our skin is a barrier, but when you think about something like the nicotine patch, I mean, some of these things are instantly, like within seconds, can be excreted in the urine, like things like parabens are absorbed very rapidly into the body. Um, so, yeah, and, and another thing to note, too, is, you know, this notion of babies being born pre-polluted. A lot of these chemicals are passed on um, in through, you know, in are found in cord blood and also passed to babies in utero. So, um you know, it's it's a serious issue with these chemicals and lack of regulation um, in our country, unfortunately. And other countries are way far ahead of us, and they have banned and restricted in the European Union over 1,700 different um, ingredients, where in terms of skincare products, we've got like 10 or 11 that we've banned. And um, so it becomes down to the consumer to become educated and determine what... Um, you know, what they're willing to expose their families to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll probably get completely attacked for this, but I don't trust the FDA to save my life. Anything that I've ever seen <laughs> they put their stamp on it, I don't trust it. I mean, they, they go after these, uh, these chemicals for us to, to take to make ourselves feel better, and actually there's more yeah. side effects that can happen from that. I mean, I know uh, we need to regulate this stuff, but I don't trust the government to save my life, and I think that they're no. the biggest evil out there. And... Um, <laughs> 
you know, I, I know that sounds I know that sounds terrible, but it, it it's the way I I feel. So how do you yeah. sit there and if you have like a, a phobia like I do of anything the FDA does, how can you do your own stuff and do your own research? I know. Well, we um, actually my my background. I'm a community health educator. We have worked with different organizations. There are some fantastic organizations out there. Um, the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, Safer Chemicals, Healthy Families. Uh, we're located in Connecticut. We have the Coalition for a Safe and Healthy Connecticut. We partner with a naturopathic doctor right here in our town, and we use multiple resources to get our information from. And um, and then from that, we we created our list, our Big Baddies list of ingredients that we say, no way, I, I'm not comfortable putting this on on. Uh, my body. So um, it's taken us, it probably took us about two years worth of research to do um, to come up with this really long list. And we think it's so important that stores have a standard. You know, before you put something on your shelf, what are you backing up? What, how, how do you determine what to put on your shelf? So before we decided, um, we, we have about 300 different products, and before, you know, we decided what to put on our shelf, we created the standard, and if a company contacts me and say, hey, will you check out my product? Well, you know what? It has to meet this really choosy standard, <laughs> and then we have to see if this product is effective because it's got to work. And um, so, so that's basically um, where we're at from that standpoint. Now, do you guys make your own products and sell them, or is it just kind of no. uh, from other manufacturers that you that you approve? Right. We we represent um, about thirty different brands that we have carefully carefully selected, um, and what we have found is that in our own personal experience, is that once we made the switch to these non toxic products, we began to see a difference in our skin. Nobody's skin is itching anymore. We don't have rashes anymore. Our acne that we've had before has cleared up. Our dandruff, and the skin just looks healthier, um, and we feel better. And so once you start on this routine, you want to continue because you do see the difference from not having these chemicals on your, you know, not being exposed to chemicals on your skin anymore. Um, headaches was a common thing for me. I um, discovered that many of my headaches were coming from the synthetic fragrance in many of the skin products that are out there, and you kind of become immune to it. But I'm at the point where, you know, I walk down the detergent aisle in the grocery store, and I'm like, ugh, you know, or somebody walks by with this really heavy, strong synthetic perfume, and I'm like, how can you wear that? Right. So um, it's incredible what the body uh, gets used to, and then when you do without it, it I it's... It's just amazing. So um, I also had um, one of the reasons why we did what, you know, chose to look into our skin products. We had always been food label, um, you know, looking at food labels for our family. But um, several of my loved ones developed cancer right around the same time. These were all very healthy people, young. Um, and I also started developing symptoms of lupus, which is an autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that really said, hey, you know, what else can I, can, can we do as a family? And then it wasn't just about foods, but it, it, was, it was the skincare products. So, um, you know, sometimes that's what it is for people to kind of wake up and say, hey, you know, let me see what else I can do to lead a healthier lifestyle. 
So um, for us, we also had an incident where my son had an immediate reaction to one of those Halloween makeup kits that they sell every Halloween in the big box stores. Right. And he literally, while we were applying the makeup, this was before we knew what we know today, and he, um, his throat started burning and he started vomiting. And it was instant. And then we looked at the back and, I mean, oh, my gosh, those kits are, are notorious for having some of the most toxic ingredients in them. <clears throat> and the fact that they're marketed towards children and putting them on their face. And even th- then we found in really small print, well, you shouldn't use this color near the eyes or near the mouth, but wait a minute, this is marketed as a face paint. <laughs> right, non-toxic. So, oh, so like you said, you just you begin to not trust things. Um, and same thing, you know, with a lot of drugs, too. Well, they find out five years later that drug caused this, this, and this because there just wasn't enough testing done. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's difficult being a consumer. I know it is. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to uh, think about with uh, when I turned like 30, not even 30, uh, I wasn't even 30 at the time, I was 27, and I started losing mm-hmm. all my hair. Um, my head mm-hmm. is constantly itchy, and I went to the doctor, and they just told me it was male pattern baldness. But I am German. Really? I'm German, yeah. I'm, and I'm Irish. We have hair. We have hair everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. I have less hair than my father does, and he's in his 60s. So, No kidding. There's got to be something that I, I, keep, I keep wanting to believe that there's something deeper in this that I did mm-hmm. not know about. And what, is there anything yeah. that can help me maybe regrow the hair that's natural or maybe that it'll just grow by itself? You know what? I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, I don't know if you've looked into some dietary um, you know, dietary or had any hormone work done or anything like that, but you can get a lot of information from a naturopathic doctor and they can actually see if you're, you know, missing any particular nutrients that might cause a hair loss. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have products that help strengthen the hair. Um, Josh Rosebrook makes a great um, shampoo and conditioner that really helps to strengthen care and strengthen the hair and minimize the um you know, the hair fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would want to look a little bit deeper and find out what might be happening inside my body that might be causing that unusual reaction. Yeah, they've done a whole bunch of tests, but they can't find anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, that's interesting. I think I would, I would continue to pursue it. Um, it kind of started off, though, when I went to a hairstylist. Down here, they have very hard water. And oh, they decided geez. to put something in my hair to try to make it a little bit softer because I had, like, baby fine hair. And when they did mm-hmm. that, it kind of burned. And I have a feeling really? that's really what caused all this to start happening. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so I don't trust I... anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And, you know, a lot of the hair coloring, too, like a lot of the darker hair dyes and things, oh, you know, that's something to be mindful of, too. But, um, you know, most people, you know, we, we, we expect this big lather and, you know, but what we're doing is we're putting chemicals on our hair that will often strip the natural oils from the hair and the scalp, and that can be irritating over time. And some, you know, chemicals in these shampoos, um, you know, are stronger than others, and it's possible that you just had some kind of reaction. But um, I would certainly go for, um, 
you know, a shampoo or conditioner that's not going to have, like, things like sodium lauryl sulfate um, or some of these really heavy chemical uh, cleansers um, that can that can be tough on, you know, on your hair and your scalp. Mm-hmm. So what type of... Uh what type of uh, uh, screening process do you go to give a company a, a rating where you'd put them into your uh, into your into your uh, stores? Right, I know. Well, we have what's called the Choosy Chick standard, and basically, um, we we look at the ingredients in the product first. It has got to meet that. Then we know if and buts about it. Sometimes we come across a new ingredient in a product that we haven't heard of, and so we have to get, you know, do do our research on it. Then we typically um, we find out if the packaging is recyclable. Now, if we're going to be talking about taking care of our body, we also believe in taking care of the planet. So anything that's packaged, we love to see um, packaging that's in glass or stainless. But if it is plastic, it has to be BPA free and it has to be recyclable. So that's another standard. Um, and then it has to be effective. So we have a team of about seven or eight testers, um, varying um, type of skin concerns, hair concerns. Everybody's a little bit different. And um, and we test them out. We test every single product. <laughs> and it has to wow us. You know, it has to be like, wow, this, is, this really stands out. Because I think that um, people assume that, oh, well, if it's natural, it's not going to work that well. And we want to prove them wrong. So... Um, that's basically what we do. Well, we got about two minutes left, so tell everybody how they can sure. find out your products, where they can buy your products, and how they can ask you questions if they have any. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so the name of our website is thechoosychick.com. So it's C-H-O-O-S-Y and C-H-I-C-K. So that is our, that's where you can find our boutique. We have, if you, if you look at the menu at the top, we have a learn section. You can learn all about the big baddies that we're talking about. Um, you can search for products for children, uh, for guys, shampoo, whatever your, your skincare needs are. Um, and we also are on Instagram. We're very active on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And um, we often have people email us to say, this is what my skin is like. What would you recommend based on my skin type? And so we can do, we talk to people that way. And so our email is info at thechoosychick.com. And, um, you know, like I said, we have a a really, really strong customer base. They love our products. We believe in packaging things up really nicely so that um, our boxes always make great gifts and are always a surprise. We always include samples. Um, of of new products with with every order. Well, thank you so much for coming on and and uh, giving us all this information. I hope people open up their eyes to what we're actually doing to our bodies and you know yeah, choose a better a better too. way. I do too. We'd also like to offer your listeners if they'd like to um, visit the boutique and save a little bit if they use the code A M E, um, then they'll save ten percent off their order. All right, perfect. I appreciate that. I know our our listeners will, too. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for coming on, and uh, I hope we can talk again soon. Yeah, I do, too. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to go to a commercial break, and after the commercial break, we're going to be hearing a little bit more commentary, interviews, and music, so stay tuned. Do you love horror, the strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? 
Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. Hey, this is Jen Lilly from Days of Our Lives, and you're listening to AME Radio Show. All right, guys, we are back, and I want to talk to you about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is the school board, every time that there's a budget cut, they always take on the art programs. They're, they're always the first thing to go without hesitation. And I have a problem with that, and I'm going to tell you why. When I was in school, I got bullied a lot. Um, I don't, it's nothing I'm proud of, but I, have, I was bullied a lot. And I wasn't the most athletic person on, the, uh, on, on any team. I'm not great at basketball. I'm, great at, I'm, a, I'm a great catcher at baseball. I'm a fast runner, but I can't play football. And unfortunately, because of that, I had no outlet in school. If I didn't have art to, to show what I can do for, for my own talents, I would be a, an, an obsolete child. And I know, I know that's hard to admit because everybody wants to believe that children you know, are not obsolete, but I would have been obsolete. My entire existence in school would have been completely forgotten. But because I was bullied and because I wasn't athletic, I was able to, to be creative and take my artwork and express myself, my frustrations, my ambitions, my joys, my sadness. I could put that all into my artwork. And I learned how to do the art, which was even better because I learned different forms of art. You know, there's more than to just painting. There are watercolors. There's colored inks. There is uh, scratch boards. <clears throat> There's pastels. There's so many different types of art out there. And I was taught how to do that. Maybe it's not as an intimate type of thing as a private art class, but it gave me the, the ability to learn a skill, grow, and get my creative juices flowing, which allowed me to get better grades in school. I had better self-esteem, despite the fact that everybody tried to take it, out, take it away from me. And when you don't get, when you're not able to sit there and be athletic on the field and join that team, what do you have left to look at? Music, art. That's what you have to look at. And it's a proven fact that kids that take an art class generally make at least one grade letter higher in their in their educational studies. That's important because what if they were a D student and that art class helped keep them creative? thinking of new ways, challenging themselves to do better, and they get that C. They went from a failing grade to now a passing grade. It's not the greatest grade, but it is a passing grade. That's important. And that, that is something that they can then take and use in their everyday life outside of school. So honestly, people, art classes in school are very important, and they're always looked down upon as not as important as anything else. <clears throat> Let me take a look, look at my school. We had so many different, so many different uh, sporting events. It's not even funny. We had a swim team. We had a tennis team. We had a golf team. We had a dive team. We had uh, cross country. We had so many teams, and they were all funded by the school, one hundred percent. Obviously, the biggest, the biggest money getter is the football, and I can't see them getting rid of football. I understand that, 
but we had softball. We had all these other teams, and nobody ever showed up to them. It did not bring positive revenue into the school. Did it help those kids? Yes, it helped those kids. But some of them took multiple sports. So if the, if the golf team wasn't there, not a big deal. The thing about it is we don't have a golf course on our school. So we had to rent these golf courses at, say, Hunter's Green or <clears throat> Tampa Palms or some of these really expensive things to play golf at. And that was at the taxpayer's expense. And I think there was a team of three people. Was this worth it? I don't think so. So when I want, what I'm challenging our elected officials in the school board to do is take a good-hearted look at what is good for the school, good for the children, and good for the community. There are classes that I think are very expendable. We have, um, say, life management. We had life management in school, which basically was an offset of home economics. It taught you how to be a good person. Well, there are a lot of ways to find out how to be a good person. You don't need a class on how to be a good person. So do we really need this class? I don't think so. Do we need keyboarding? No. Half the kids know how to type better than the adults do. And they sit there and learn it when they're four years old. You know, we have all types of classes that are extraneous on our budgets. So these are the classes that should be the first ones to be considered to be knocked off. I don't think that art, I don't think the PE, and I don't think that a shorter, uh, a shorter um, recess is the answer for this budget crisis. I want to see our educators also put, in, put into play with the money and for the school what we need, not what we want. For instance... My school went out and bought, I think, at least 12 to 13 60-inch screen TVs to put in their classroom. Why do we need a 60-inch screen TV for a class of 20 kids? We don't. That's the problem. We, wa- we wanted the 60-inch screen TVs. We didn't need a 60-inch screen TV. In fact, when I was in school, we had a 20-inch screen TV, and it was just fine for the whole class. It just depended on how high you put it and where you put it around. That's it. You know, we go in, we're going in and buying out these very expensive computers. Do we need that? No. Everybody's got their own computer, and most of the kids have their own laptop. I didn't have an old my laptop when I was in school. I didn't have a, I didn't have a computer when I was in school. But nowadays it's becoming very common and a lot of these kids do have this stuff and they will bring it. So what we need to do as opposed to having 30 tablets per class, maybe 7 or 8. Cut down where we can cut down on. Don't cut down on learning. That's not the that's not the key. We don't need laptops. We don't need um iPads. We don't need iPhones. We don't need Kindles to learn. We never have. We did it very well through all these years with either a chalkboard, a whiteboard, and a book. It's not that hard. Okay, typing kind of sucks. You know, it makes it easier for everybody to use it as opposed to having to write it. Writing's so much longer, but you know what? It's okay. We need to learn how to write. It's just common knowledge. So what my idea is, is I think it is wrong to automatically target the art programs. Again, 
there are some extraneous ones we don't necessarily need. But I think we need a general fine art class, the one that teaches you how to draw, the one that teaches you how to use pastels and paint and watercolors and all these other types of things and visionize your world and put it on the paper and take what's in your head, those emotions, whether it be good, positive, whether it be negative, whether it be sad or happy or whatever it may be, and put it on paper. That's what we need to do. So, guys, um, I challenge you to challenge your lawmakers, your school board, to do what's right for the community, do what's right for the kids, cut back on the extraneous stuff that we don't need, and try to keep at least the art programs. Don't let them go away, at least one of them. And I, th- I guarantee you, you'll have a school that's a lot better place for the children to be in, and your, sc- and your child will prevail a lot more in school with, their, with better grades. That's my take on it. What's yours? I want to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. I want to hear your, your responses. I want to hear your thoughts on how we can go ahead and maybe take care of this, pro, this problem because we do need budget cuts. And I, I know something has to give. You know something has to give. So what is that? Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash the AME experience. Want to hear from you there or on Twitter at Dowd Studios. Go check us out. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to be hearing from Michael Temez. So stay tuned. Do you love horror, the strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. Hi, I'm internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd, and I released one of my most profound photographic collections to date, my 3D collection. Since 2009, I've looked for ways to bring my art to life in ways that would amaze my audience. After a rare malfunction at Disney, I realized that 3D was the way to go. Now the series can be seen in galleries all the way across the United States. If you want to see this collection, contact my studio, Imagination Art Studios, by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com and ask how. While you're there, check out my award-winning Dreams, Nightmares, Fears, and Fantasy collection, as well as my Morbid Sensations collection. Again, that's www.imaginationartstudios.com. This is Vic DiBetetto. You are listening to the AME Radio Show. All right. We have on the line with me Michael Temez. He is a, uh, he's actually un- undergoing a transformation of his health, uh, and he wrote a book about it called Transform- Transformative Nutrition. He was able to lose over 100 pounds. He cured his sleep apnea. He cured his advanced gum disease and high blood pressure. That's a lot to take under and uh, be able to come out okay. How are you doing today, uh, Michael? I'm doing well, Jason. Thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor. Oh, you're welcome. So, how did you? When did you first realize you needed to change? Well, it was back back in uh, 1997. Um, I was in a I was in a really bad relationship, and long story short, uh, the girl was cheating on me, and I and found out that uh, I was raising a child that wasn't mine, and it put me in a very very depressed state. So, I just started you know, not caring about anything. And I just started eating garbage and junk food. And I ate fast food for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I just felt miserable. And I started putting on weight. And 
in the course of about two years, I gained about 70 pounds and I developed uh, sleep apnea and went for a sleep study and they diagnosed me with it and I had high blood pressure and it just kept, it, it kept, um, it kept piling up, you know, things. And I, I was scared for my health. You know, I was only, I was only 19 at the time. So it got to the point where, you know, I was, I was getting winded tying my shoes and walking upstairs and, you know, I fell asleep driving. In fact, you know, with sleep apnea, you, uh, you fall, you, um, you gasp for air during the night and you don't get restful sleep. So that was very scary to me. So I made a New Year's resolution um, in 2000, 2001. And I just started working out, started researching, reading about nutrition, and I just kept with it. And in the course of about 10 months, I lost about 70 pounds and I was feeling wonderful. And I went back to the doctor and my sleep apnea was gone. And, you know, it, it just, and as the years went, I, you know, I, I feel great now and I'm at my optimal health and it's been a, it's been a, it's been a long journey, but it's, it's been a good, uh, it's been a good one. So what was the key to reversing sleep apnea? Cause I've only seen that where they reverse it by putting these, you know, devices on your, on your nose at nighttime and somehow it, it, it either doesn't go away, you just control it with that or it does right. go away over time. Yeah. The, the mask you're talking about is called the CPAP machine which is you sleep with it on your face and it forces air, it forces air down your throat. So that way you don't wake up gasping for air. And it's a, it's a temporary fix. So it's like a, it's kind of like a, like a medication that covers up your symptom, but it doesn't get to the root cause of it. And from my, from my personal experience and my research, I would say like 95% of sleep apnea cases is, is due to being obese or overweight or, you know, because I mean, all that weight, extra weight that you're carrying, it puts pressure on your esophageal, you know, esophageal tract and it, it narrows the passage. So, you know, many people that are tend to be overweight have, have snoring issues and sleep apnea. And, you know, I didn't want to sleep with that machine the rest of my life. And I didn't want to have, you know, other health problems because, the doctor told me if I didn't do something about it, I could, you know, have heart problems or heart attack even. And I knew that I had to make a change and I went full force with it because it was scary. Now, with the with the gum disease, that's really interesting because usually you have to take that over time and it doesn't ever really go away. Um, what was how did you manage to, to fight the gum disease, save your teeth, save your your gums? And what was the, was it a natural process? Was it something you, you did with like uh, dentists and, and like a, co- uh, a collab- collaboration? Sorry, I couldn't pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I had terrible, terrible oral dental health. I, back in my teens, I, I never flossed and I rarely brushed and I didn't really pay attention to it. I mean, I thought, you know, when you're a kid, you think, oh, I'm immortal. So I don't really, I don't have to brush or anything. And it got to the point where when I did brush, I was bleeding and, you know, it was another thing that scared me. I was like, okay. And this is, this is, this is after my whole uh, weight loss, um, my weight loss journey. I was about 23 and I went to, um, and, and I was into natural health already. And, and I wanted the, I, I knew I needed to go to the dentist, but I didn't want to go to, to, um, to a conventional dentist because of, you know, there's, there's many reasons um, a holistic dentist use a more um, a whole body approach where they look at you know kind of what's going on not only with your mouth but with your your whole body your blood pressure and your you know what you eat and everything. So they they diagnosed me immediately with um, 
advanced gum disease. And they, how they do that is they probe in between your gums and they take uh, measurements of the pocket depths in between your gums. And normal healthy gum tissue has a two to three millimeter pocket depth with no bleeding. I had uh, nine and 10 millimeter pocket depths with, with terrible bleeding. I mean, it was like gushing out when they were probing and it hurt. It, it hurt a lot. And they, um, they, yeah, they diag- diagnosed me with, uh, with um, advanced gum disease, and they told me that basically if I let it go another couple of years, my teeth could have started falling out, which was very scary to me. So they, they, they had a plan for me to come every, every six months. I'm sorry, every cleanings, and they had to numb my gums for it, and it hurt a lot. And it took over the course of two years of going every, every three months – I was able to get those nine to 10 millimeter pocket depths down to four and fives with no bleeding. And then after about another year, I got them down to threes and fours because they, the reason that it can't get down back to twos and threes after having that severe of gum disease is because you have bone loss at that point. So although I didn't have any bleeding or, you know, any, uh, any, any bacteria in my gums, I still had, you know, healthy, healthy gums at that point. So, I mean, it took a course of three years, but I didn't, I didn't have any surgery. It was just deep cleanings and a little bit of a uh, laser treatments. And here I am now with uh, 10 years later now, and I still have the same pocket readings and no more gum disease. And I had to adopt a immaculate home care program for myself in order to have the cleanings work. And that's basically brushing and flossing after every single meal. And it's funny because people see me disappear after I eat for like 10 minutes and they're like, Oh, we know what he's doing. He's going to brush and floss his teeth. And I, you know, and it's funny because I say, you know, it's kind of like people have to have a smoke after they eat. I like to have a brush. So, and, <laughs> and it's, it's very important. And, and I, t- I tell people that, you know, I, I, my health coaching clients and people that I talk to about health, people don't realize the connection that, that our bodies have to our oral health. Our bodies are all, all one connected being. And if our, our oral health is off, then the health in the rest of the body is going to be off because the plaque that is in your gums and in your teeth, between your teeth, is related to the plaque in your arteries. And it can get into your bloodstream and cause other problems with other organs and other cells in the body. So it's a very interesting concept that I actually talk about in my book a little, you know, a little more in detail, transformative nutrition. And yeah, it was, it's, it was an interesting journey with that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Cause I know that, you know, ha- having an infection in your gums being so close to your brain that it's so easy to actually die from bad oral health. And I saw something on the History Channel that maybe one of the, I think it was Queen Nefertiti or something like that, had a, a severely impacted wisdom tooth, mm. and they actually believe that's what killed her. Yeah, I've actually, I've, I've heard of cases where, you know, te- teeth get abscessed and, you know, that spreads. That's not, you know, that's something you don't want, you know. That's why it's always, always good to take care of your, <clears throat> take care of your teeth and your gums because they really, not only do you want to have them when you're older, but you know, it's it's definitely it, it is it is directly related to the rest of our body. It's kind of like you know how we approach health these days. It's it's isolating symptoms and treating them locally with medications and surgeries and stuff. We don't really with our medical system that we have. We don't really get to the root cause of things. And 
that's, you know, that, that's one of the things that I'm, my mission with what I do in the book I wrote, Transformative Nutrition, is to impact this because we need, we need more realistic solutions that have people get to the cause of their health problems, mm-hmm. not just cover them up with, you know, medications and band-aids and stuff like that. Now, did depression play any part in your in your uh, downward spiral to the point of your health? Because it can it not only can it play an effect on your mind, but it, you know, depression can have a horrendous uh, a, a effect on your body, your stress, everything. Um, what? How did that happen for you? And if it did, how do you how do you suggest people uh, deal with something like that? Well, I like I said, I, I felt miserable when I was you know when I when I had the sleep apnea and high blood pressure. And I was, um, you know, 100 pounds overweight. And I did go into a depressive state. But then I actually, through researching and, and going through some, um, some, some personal development work and self, you know, self-help books and stuff, I actually got to the, the understanding that my thoughts and emotions were causing me to be physically ill. And that's, a, that's an emerging concept that, that the healthcare system is starting to grasp a little bit. It's, it's, it's still considered a little woo woo, but it's more, it's more accepted now. And it, it, it's a very, um, it's a very powerful concept. And basically if you have unprocessed emotions like anger and fear and guilt and resentment, and you're, you know, you're holding on to that and not dealing with it, then that's going to cause, you know, physical imbalances and, and illnesses to manifest. For example, if you if, if someone is is angry or, you know, uh, or has a bad attitude all the time, it can actually affect how they digest food. And, you know, it's it's very interesting when you look at it that way because when you're a positive and happy person, it can have you digest food more efficiently and, you know, when you know, when you have the anger it can actually block up your system and cause like indigestion and, and um, uh, like GERD and, and acid reflux and stuff like that because anger creates a, a very hostile and, and hot and fiery environment. So it's just interesting to look at how our, our thoughts and emotions correlate to our physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Now tell everybody about the book, Transformative Nutrition. What is it all about and what can they expect when they read the book? Transformative Nutrition, The Ultimate Guide to Healthy and Balanced Living, was written, written based on my the 13-year health journey that I, that I spoke about a little while ago, me you know, losing 100 pounds, reversing sleep apnea and gum disease. And I wrote it because I, you know, I learned a tremendous amount in 13 years of going through all that. And I wanted to share it with the world because I know there's people, I know there's people out there that that have goals, you know, they have health goals and maybe it's losing to lose weight or to overcome food addiction or maybe, um, um, to, to gain muscle or something or, you know, get, get fit or even get, you know, just start working out in general. And I, I wrote it to, to, um, to reach out to people, to have, to support people who, who are struggling with, with have, with reaching their goals. And, and then I go through many, many different areas of health. And like I was saying a little while ago, I integrate a lot of the mental and emotional aspects of, of whole body health, holistic health. So holistic health looks at your whole body, not just symptoms or not just not just parts of your body, but your whole body, you as one. Kind of like um, if you think about 
for example, if you, if you think about a wheel and, you know, you have a bunch of spokes throughout the wheel and the spokes all represent parts of your life. So one spoke can be your career. One spoke can be your, your um, home environment. One spoke can be your spirituality. One spoke can be your, uh, your social life. Um, another can be your joy. Another can be your friends. Another can be your, your intimate relationships. You know, there, there's a bunch of spokes that make this wheel. And once one area starts to be imbalanced, so say, for example, someone is miserable at their job, their career spoke is going to become loose and then the wheel starts wobbling. So what happens when the wheel starts wobbling is every other area starts to become imbalanced. And then before you know it, the wheel doesn't turn anymore because all the other spokes are loose and, and it's just, it's all wobbly. That's the analogy that I, that I give to what my book is all about and getting to the underlying causes of those spokes becoming loose and you know helping people to regain balance and straightening the wheel out so that way they can roll forward and reach their goals you know efficiently and effectively in your book do you kind of discuss the uh potential of having to go see a doctor before doing anything uh especially with like exercise or or uh, any type of uh you know drastic diets or anything like that to help make sure that they are able to do what they need to do Absolutely. Not only, not only in my book, Transformative Nutrition, but on my website and on um, any, anything that I put out, I, I definitely encourage people. Actually, you know, that's like the main thing is make sure you check with your doctor before you start any trans, you know, transformational health program or any you know, personal training program, any, any program that involves you know, either physical activity or experimenting with foods definitely check to make sure you know that you know the doctor has the okay on that what i do health coaching it it is meant to be a it's meant to um be a support for what what you know your doctor is recommending so if you go to the doctor for an ailment or a symptom you know they might give you medication but also you know if you go if you see a health coach the health coach is is you know going to create a, a powerful program designed to help you, you know, kind of get to the, to the root of what is causing that ailment to begin with and having you work through it naturally. So you can kind of, um, the end goal being to wean off medication and get to where, you know, the optimal health that you need to be at and want to be at. Does your book tell you the difference about maybe like natural methods, uh, like, you know, Western, uh, Western and Eastern medicines and what is the best possible uh, solution for you? My book actually is, it, it kind of explains how we are all individual and unique and how one approach doesn't work for everyone in a, in a, in a world where we have over 7 billion people on the planet. It, it's in my opinion that there's 7 billion different diets and 7 billion different approaches in that everybody has their own indiv individual individual diet and individual approach to health. My health coach training had over 100 different dietary theories and, and a bunch of different angles and aspects from all over the world, all different kinds of diets, all different, uh, all different kinds of experts and doctors and, you know, research scientists and everything. And I, I believe that diets 
are not a sustainable solution and never will be because like I said, everyone is, is an individual and unique. So we have to, every person has to figure out what's going to work for them exclusively because one person's medicine could be another person's poison. So a lot of the diet books these days say, well, my diet is the answer and cure all for everyone. And everybody should be, you know, this, you know, whether it's, I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, vegan stuff and paleo stuff. And a lot of these diets say that their way is the right way and the only way and everybody can do this. But when you really look at it, we have, you know, so many different people that, you know, are on the planet. Everybody has a, a unique digestive system, a unique immune system, a unique lymphatic system, unique organs. So that just tells me that our diet should be unique as well and not like anybody else's because, you know, if, if we're that unique, then the food that we eat should be matching what our body craves. And to understand what your body craves, you kind of have to tune into it. I, I, I like to look at it as like a car. If you look at your car, you're driving along the road and then your warning light pops on check engine soon. So, you know, that's alarming, right? So you, what do you do? You take your car to the mechanic and they repair it. And then you go along your merry way and your car's fine again. Our body is similar in that it's kind of like a machine and it has, it has warnings, but they're not lights. They're, they, they're symptoms. Our body speaks to us in symptoms and it's kind of like the warning light. So we all of a sudden experience symptoms. It could be like a pain or, you know, something going on internally where you know, you just know something's off. And the common solution in our medical system right now is to go to the doctor and get medication and then the symptom goes away. That is a great um, way to, to rid the symptom right now, but it doesn't get to the cause of what, you know, what caused the symptom. And the only way to get to what caused the symptom is to dig deep and get to the root what is going on underneath everything is it, you know, is it emotional? Is it, you know, mental? Is it, are you having bad physical habits? You know, these are all the things that, that, um, in my book, transformative nutrition that I, that I talk about and have people get to know themselves because a lot of, a lot of, um, I see a lot of dysfunctional relationships, not, not with, not people with people, but dysfunctional relationships that people have with their own self with their own body. They don't understand what is going on inside internally, externally. They don't understand, you know, why they have these symptoms. And in order to understand why, you know, these symptoms are there, you're eating, question what you're thinking, question what you're feeling, question your, you know, are you happy at your job? Are you in, you know, fulfilling relationships? Do you like, you know, are you, are you happy with your social, you know, interactions? You know, these are the kind of questions that I, that I ask in the, throughout the book that have you dig deep to find out what is the root cause of symptoms. And we are just about out of time, so I do want everybody to find out how they can get in touch with you and or buy your book. Yes, the easiest way would be to visit my website, which is transformative-nutrition.com. And I highly recommend going on my website and you could you can buy my book there and it's available in, in paperback and ebook format on various outlets such as Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, iTunes. And you can also sign up for my free newsletter. It's it's filled with tons of informative, you know, articles, uh, recipe ideas, 
um, free information. I have um, a free ebook as well. Just tons of information. There's a lot of articles on my website as well. So I recommend, highly recommend it. Uh, it. My book is is powerfully designed to to transform your health inside out. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about your amazing journey. And I hope that other people that are struggling will realize what you've gone through and hopefully make the change for themselves. Thank you. It was a a pleasure. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, guys, we're going to go to a commercial break. When we come back, there's going to be more commentary, music, and interviews, so stay tuned. Do you love horror, the strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. Welcome back. I hope everybody enjoyed our show today. I hope you enjoyed our guests too, Margot White and Michael Temez. I know that they really enjoy talking to you and sharing their information that they have, and that's why we bring them on here, so that way they can open up your eyes to some brand new things. And um, also, before I go, we have a couple of announcements to have. Uh, first of all, my my artistic website, Imagination Art Studios, uh, just went under a brand new facelift. We we got a lot of complaints that the people on tablets and, and cell phones weren't able to completely see it correctly, and they were just showing my big logo up there. So we were able to revamp that. It now looks phenomenal. On your, on your tablet and iPad. So go check it out, www.imaginationartstudios.com. And also, tomorrow, for the next couple weeks, we are going to be having a special limited edition Sunday show for you guys. Um, it's going to last probably about six weeks. So uh, the problem that we're running into is that we have so many great guests, I can't get them all on in a timely fashion. So we're going to do it this way for a little bit, and then the, these shows are going to be replayed at our normal Saturday time when, when time catches up. So we got a lot of stuff coming up there. And also, if you want to check us out and you want more AME radio show, if you want more of the AME television show or the magazine, go to our website, www.theamemagazine.com. Check us out 24-7. That's what it's there for. It's there to bring these resources, these interviews, and anything about the art and entertainment world to light anytime at the tip of your fingertips. Also, if you're, if you're on Facebook, check us out on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash the AME experience. And talk to me on uh, Twitter at Dowd Studios. That's my personal website. It's my personal Twitter. It's for the magazine, the the radio show, the television show, my art studio, and my personal stuff. It's everything that you can imagine on one Twitter board. And uh, also, if you want to see what I, what I, kind of inspires me, check out my Pinterest board as well. That is forward slash uh, Jason Dowd. So go check out what I have up there. I have a lot of stuff for you guys to see. I, I constantly am looking for great things to bring to you. And uh, again, next week we have two more great guests I know you're going to enjoy. And we're going to be talking about another thing that really is that I'm passionate about, and that's opening your big mouth. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but I know that there are celebrities out there that take their 
art and use it as a political stance. And sometimes when they do that, it can be detrimental to their careers. We're going to cite some examples. We're going to be talking about this. I want to get your opinion. So if you have an opinion on this, let us know uh, by going to our website, going to our social media, and letting us uh, hear what you have to say and what you think about it. Mainly, we're going to be talking about Ariana Grande. We're going to be talking about um, Beyonce and the uh, Super Bowl halftime debacle and uh, stuff like that. So weigh in on it. We may read your, your statements or comments online. We might even bring you on to talk. So go ahead. Check that out, and uh, it is now time for the end of the show, believe it or not. So I'm going to say goodnight to everyone out there. I hope everyone is inspired to go out and try art or uh, or follow a passion or do whatever it takes to make something special for you and the world around you because that's what it's all about. So until next week, guys, have a great week. Stay healthy. Get inspired. Do something amazing, and we will see you right back here next week at 5 o'clock on the AMFM 247 Radio Network. Till then, good night, everybody.